described as 286 Bushwiller Street, Silverwood Country Estate, Silverlex, Pretoria. Number three, Milady, the gunshot wounds sustained by the deceased were inflicted by the accused. Number four, the body of the deceased sustained no further injuries from the time of her death until the post-mortem examination was conducted on her body. Number five, on 14 February 2013, the accused was resident at 286 Pushwiller Street, Silverwoods Country Estate, Silver Lakes in Pretoria. Number six, Mulaney. On 15 February 2013, Dr. Gert Simon conducted the post-mortem examination on the body of the deceased and correctly recorded his findings on form GW7-15 <coughs> with reference to the death register number 0188 of 13, copy which is annexed here to mark Exhibit B. Lady in the one file under Exhibit B would then be the post-mortem report. Yes. Uh, I beg leave that that then be marked as Exhibit B. This is Exhibit B. As good Jesus. Seven, the photo album, album 13, images 1103 to 1130, compiled by Warrant Officer von Staden, depicts images of photographs taken during the post-mortem examination Annex here to its exhibit C. Lady, in the file it's marked C. I beg leave that it be marked C as exhibit C. That's the photo album. That's the photo album of the post mortem examination, yes. lady. This is exhibit C. As it was pleases. Number eight. The accused formally applied for bail in Victoria Magistrates Court. A copy of the transcript of the bail proceedings is annexed here to as exhibit D and is a true reflection of the proceedings and the evidence led. Milady, the second file is the bail application. And that should be marked with I respectfully request as exhibit D. This is marked Exhibit D. As a good pleases. <laughs> Number nine. The accused was legally represented throughout his bail application by Advocate Drew Essie and Advocate Aldrich on the instruction of Ramsey Weber attorneys and all the accused rights and consequences of his actions in relation to the bail application as provided for in terms of Section 60 of the Criminal Procedure Act Number 51 of 77 were explained to him. He understood same. The record is accepted as being admissible as evidence. Number 10. The photo album, album 1, attached here to E. Right, it's in the file under E. I beg leave that that then be marked already as Exhibit E. This is Exhibit E. The admission reads further. Photo album 1, attached here to this exhibit, e, images 1 to 171, compiled by Warrant Officer van Staden, is comprised of photographs taken at 286 Bushwiller Street, Silverwoods Country Estate, Silver Lakes, Pretoria, provided that it's not admitted that all the photographs in the series depict the scene as the immediately after the shooting incident, as the scene was contaminated and or disturbed and or tampered with. Contamination and or disturbance and or tampering with the scene will be dealt with on behalf of the accused during the cross-examination. And the person who took charge of the scene. Such contamination and or disturbance and or tampering with the scene will also be demonstrated by having regard to other photographs, including certain photographs in the series number 172 to 914.
But in terms of the admission, the photographs admitted, but not as uh, a true reflection without being tampered with, and, and that is how it's understood by the state, that it's admitted with, with that um, proviso. Eleven. The photo album 11, attached here to as annexure F, Maradi, if I refer to the file again, under the red F, that photo album, it's indicated photo album 11, if that could be marked as exhibit F, Maradi. This is exhibit F? Good Jesus. Photo album 11, attached here to exhibit F, images 915 to 951, compiled by warrant officer Van Staden, depicts aerial photographs of the accused residential estate as well as certain distances recorded thereon between the accused house and the houses of certain witnesses. It will be, lady, again a, a typing error, it should read, it will be alleged by the accused that such distances were not measured to the balcony door of the main bedroom of the accused residence. May I respectfully request that the word alleged be entered. Yes. Please Number 12. Photo album 14 attached here to as exhibit G, images 1131 to 1141, compiled by Warrant Officer Van Staden. The pics photographs taken at Tasha's restaurant in Melrose Arch. My lady, it's filed under G. I uh, respectfully request that it be marked as exhibit G. Yes, this is exhibit G. The photo album 15, that here to exhibit H, images 1142 to 1147, compiled by Warrant Officer Van Staden. The pics photographs taken at the R25 and M78 roads, Lorry Road, Modafontein. But it's filed in, in the file as exhibit H. I respectfully request that it be marked as exhibit H. I see H1. Uh, my lady, that's, that's how they, they did it. It's H and I. I'm not using I. Oh, I see. So, my lady. Yes, yes, this is marked Exhibit H. We, we will not use I, my lady. Thank you. Fourteen, the affidavit in terms of Section 2123 of Act 51 of 1977 of Elizabeth Joanna de Alpha correctly refers to the records of the weather conditions that prevailed for the Pretoria East Area on 14 February 2013 during the hours of 3 and 4. A copy there of annexed here to mark Exhibit J. Likewise, it's JK. I've filed J and K there. May I respectfully request that the affidavit of Elizabeth Joanna de Jaffer, that that be marked, my lady, as J. This is Exhibit J. Then further, my lady, the findings of Lieutenant Colonel Ian Glenn van Ness with reference to the investigation of the crime correctly report as follows that no injuries consistent with blunt force trauma were not noted at the post-mortem examination which would have resulted in external <coughs> blood loss so the, there was, was another paragraph that was deleted so may I respectfully ask that the word and just be deleted yes what paragraph is this again 15 15 Fifteen one, my lady, ends with the word and. I respectfully request that the and just be deleted. Thank you. I've done that. So please, sixteen. Yes. The certificate in terms section two one two four a and two one two eight a of the current procedure act fifty one of seventy seven, as certified by 
Bestel, Mariana Basel, correctly reports a concentration of alcohol in a specimen of blood that was taken from the accused on 14 February. CP is 0 grams per 100 milliliter. A copy of this certificate is annexed here to mark K. My lady, it's under what we mark J and K. Mark as It's the last statement under J and K, my lady. Yes, I found it. This is Exhibit K. As a good business. The analytical report compiled by Dr. P.J. van der Merwe with reference to the result of two urine samples obtained from the accused on 14 February 2013 correctly reports that no substances comprised of anabolic steroids, stimulants, narcotics or diuretics could be detected in sample, sample so analysed. A copy of this analytical report is annexed to mark exhibit L. Lady, we found it under L. May I request that it be marked L? Yes, that's uh, Peter van der Merwe. Yes. Is that the one? Indeed, van der Merwe. Yes. This is exhibit L. It's a good pieces. As far as count three is con concerned, is it admission? A shot went off whilst the firearm was in the possession of the accused. As far as count four is concerned, the accused at all times relevant to count 4 had not been issued with a license to possess 0.38 caliber rounds of ammunition. As a good pieces, that then the admissions in terms of section 2 Thank you very much. Mr. Roo, do you confirm the admissions? It is indeed confirmed. Thank you, yes. my lady. Thank you very much. Thank you. Is that then ready to call its first witness, my lady? I call Michelle Berger, number 1880, on the list of witnesses. Yes. Before you do that, there's no opening address? Uh, I will do so, my lady. If, if the court would require me to do that, I will, I will indeed do so. Mm -hmm. Lady and learned assessors, this matter deals with an incident that took place in the early hours of 14 February. Uh, the accused, the state's version, shot and killed the deceased as indicated in 286 country uh, in, in the country states as indicated. They were the only two people in the house, my lady. There were no eyewitnesses. The state's case is based on circumstantial evidence that includes evidence of what the neighbours in the accused estate as well as neighbouring estates heard. We will need ballistic and forensic evidence. We will also argue that there is certain inference to be drawn from the scene. Lady, we argue that the accused version during the bail application and today is cannot be reasonably possibly true, should be rejected. And as the only inference from the circumstantial evidence would be that the accused shot and killed the deceased with direct intent to kill. If there's no eyewitnesses, my lady, based on circumstantial Thank you. Thank you very much. As a good pieces, I then call Michelle Bergen. My lady, may I? There was a judgment indicating that all witnesses that gave evidence, evidence could be 
uh, recorded and shown, audiovisual recordings. My lady, we've objected on behalf of this witness, and the ruling was that this particular witness and the ones that would follow, that I would include the court, uh, that would inform the court about, evidence should not be recorded and shown, either on a video recording or still focused. Lady, there's then a second issue. We not only have this court, we also have an overflow court. I beg uh, the court's uh, finding that the court would um, the court would order that also in the overflow court the witness's face is not shown. The the overflow the the hearing us aren't they? The overflow court can hear us, my lady. Yes. The, the part of this, this yes. procedure. Indeed, my Yes. So it does apply. I do order that the face of this witness should not be shown. As a good thing. Yes. Is there anything else? That, that's it. No, that's it. Thank you. She testifies in Afrikaans, your, uh, your ladyship. Volle naam en voor. Michelle Berger. Enige besorgd in die aflevering van die voorgeskrewe eet? Nee. Besto u dit bindend op u gewete? Graag. Sjoer u dat die getuienis wat u aan afleid die waarheid, die volle waarheid, en niks anders as die waarheid sal wees nie, steek op u rechterhand en sê Sjoer my God. Sjoer my God. You, you may be seated if you so wish. We will lead the witness in English. The witness would respond in Africa. Thank you. It's uh, 14 and a half minutes past 12. This is Midday Live on SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. For the past uh, hour or so, make it uh, but just about an hour or so right here on SFM, we've been uh, bringing to you live the murder trial of uh, Olympian Oscar Pistorius uh, that got underway uh, just a short while ago at the North Houghton High Court in Pretoria. Pistorius is accused of uh, the murder of his girlfriend, River Stinkamp, on Valentine's Day last year. So in the next few weeks, the world will get to know uh, uh, exactly what uh, happened at Oscar Pistorius' house uh, in February last year. And of course, uh, the state has called their first witness now, uh, Michelle Berger, uh, from a list of about 107 witnesses uh, who are lined up by the state trying to prove that uh, Pistorius indeed uh, was reckless and uh, obsessed with guns and, uh, of course, uh, that uh, he killed River Stenkamp. So we'll be hearing about this in the next uh, uh, couple of minutes here on Midday Live, but also in the next few weeks here on SAFM. It's at 15 past 12. If you're a farm worker, listen up. There's plenty of good news. As from the 1st of March this year, the monthly minimum wage of a farm worker will be 2,420 rand and 41 cents. Did you know that per week you should not work more than 45 hours and not more than 15 hours overtime? And as for leave days, you are entitled three weeks annual leave, three days family responsibility per year, 36 days of sick leave in three years cycle if the employee works for six days. And ladies, four months maternity leave. Yes, and all these are paid leaves. 
your employer must give you a pay slip and a written contract of employment. To know more about your rights as a farm worker, call the nearest Department of Labor. The, the Department, Department of, of Labor, Labor, working for you. As a business owner, you know this all too well. Cash flow is volatile. Some months you have plenty of cash and other months you don't. So what you need from a bank is flexibility. NetBank offers you just that, and it's a first in South Africa. With their revolving business credit card, you only have to pay 5% of your outstanding balance every month. And when you do settle early, you get cash back. This means not only greater flexibility, but real business benefits. It's the kind of solution you'd expect from a partner that understands your business. Sign up for NetBank's comprehensive business offering by visiting simplybiz.co.za and make cash flow happen. NetBank is proud to vote small business. We are an authorized financial services and credit provider. Terms and conditions apply. Make things happen. NetBank. Seventeen past twelve, midday live, SFM one hundred four to one hundred seven. Welcome to the show. And uh, our top story this hour, Olympian Oscar Pistorius has uh, pleaded not guilty to all the charges, main charge of murder and uh, two charges of unlawfully discharging a firearm in a built-up area. Looking at the markets this hour, gold is trading at $1,345.61 an ounce. Platinum is at $1,453.25 an ounce. The rand is trading at 10 rand 75 cents against the US dollar. It's at 18 rand sharp to the pound sterling and trading at 14 rand 82 cents to the euro. Mike's broken down in the middle of nowhere again. Can you go give him a toe? I was just about to call it a day. Oh, well, here are the keys to the Nissan NP300 hard body. Why don't you give him to John? I, I, I don't have to be home for a while. Let me do it rather. Enjoy getting the job done in a Nissan NP300 Hardbody 2.5 TDI base, now from a fantastic 188,000. Visit your nearest Nissan dealer or nissan.co.za to experience the proud heritage and proven capability of the Nissan NP300 Hardbody 2.5 TDI base for only 188,000. T's and C's apply. Nissan, innovation that excites. Every day, we put over 600 South Africans in the driver's seats of the cars they have fallen in love with. You see, at APSA, we get that having the right car can be just the thing you need to prosper. Apply for vehicle finance today at any of over 2,500 APSA-approved dealers by visiting APSA online, by using our online branch locator, and then coming in for a chat, or by calling us on 0860-669-669. APSA, member of Barclays, an authorized financial services and registered credit provider. Eighteen and a half minutes past twelve, midday live, SFM 104 to 107. Shortly we'll be talking to our reporters who are at uh, the Gauteng High Court in uh, Pretoria. They are attending to the murder trial of uh, Olympian Oscar Pistorius, who has uh, uh, pleaded not guilty to all the charges. But uh, let's focus on uh, the, the main charge, as uh, was read out by the state prosecutor, Gernel. Then finally, count four. Contravention of Section 90 of the Firearms Control Act No. 60 of 2000 that the accused is guilty of the offence of contravening the provisions of Section 90 to Section 1, 103, 117, 121A, Section 121A, the Schedule 4 and Section 151 of the Firearms Control Act 60 of 2000 and further with Section 250 of the Criminal Procedure Act 51 of 1977 Possession of ammunition related. It reads, in that, on or about 16 February 2013, an near 286 Bushfellow, Bushfellow Street, Silverwoods Country Estate, Silver Lakes, in the district of Pretoria, the accused that unlawfully have in his possession ammunition to it, 38, 
1.38 rounds without being the holder of a license in respect of the firearm capable of discharging the ammunition, a permit to possess ammunition, C, a dealer's license, manufacturer's license, gunsmith license, import, export or in transit permit or a transporter's permit issued in terms of the Act or D or is otherwise authorized to do so. Right, that's count four and that completes the... Alright, uh, that's uh, count four. So as you heard, there are four charges there, but the main charge is that of uh, murder. And uh, we're hoping to bring you that clip. And uh, of course, uh, Oscar Pistorius has pleaded not guilty to all these charges. And the prosecution will argue that uh, there was an argument before the shooting and that Oscar knew that uh, River was in the bathroom when he fired these shots. That's what we've heard in the media. And the main charge by the state is murder. As you heard, the prosecution will also attempt to prove that uh, Oscar was reckless with, uh, with the gun. They have referred to two previous incidents where Pistorius accidentally discharged a pistol under the table in a restaurant. He, he also, um, we also hear about Pistorius shooting a gun through the sunroof of a girlfriend's car. Uh, this has formed the nucleus of uh, the state's case so far. And the defense uh, is arguing that uh, indeed Pistorius thought that uh, there was an intruder in his house. It has been made clear that uh, some uh, Pistorius was not wearing his uh, prosthetic legs, but uh, was on his stumps. Just uh, some of uh, uh, the information coming through there. We've uh, spoken about 107 witnesses uh, for the state that will be uh, called up right now. Well, uh, just uh, m- some of the main players here. You remember State Prosecutor Harry Nell. Uh, he played a crucial role in the prosecution of uh, former police chief Jackie Selebi. Presiding judge is uh, Togozile Masipa. She is uh, a former crime reporter. Uh, some have described her as a, as a thorough person and suitable for this uh, trial. She'll be able to deal with uh, the media attention on this trial and uh, she's also in favor of uh, open justice. Uh, she is uh, the second black female high court judge, we're told. You'll be hearing more about her uh, right here on SABC during this trial and post-trial. For now, let's go inside the court uh, courtroom and uh, talk to our reporter, Norma Bolani. Norma, good, good afternoon to you. Uh, just talk us through what has happened uh, in, in the courtroom from at least the time when this trial started. It was scheduled to start at 10. There were delays. But let's start right when it started. Yes, um, Judge Masipa came in and she kind of gave us housekeeping rules that proceedings should start on time and that the delays shouldn't happen. You know that the delays were caused by an interpreter not um, uh, being available at the present time and they had to get another one. Um, we did hear the state putting the charges um, to Oscar Pistorius that was the murder, the intentional murder of Rian Spiankamp, which he pleaded not guilty to, as well as the f- um, several firearm-related charges, which also he um, pleaded not guilty to. He put the reason saying that um, he, he loved Riva and that there was no way that he would intentionally um, take her life away because when he went into that bathroom um, last year on Valentine's Day, he... He honestly thought that there was an intruder in the bathroom and had thought that he had left Riva in the bed. And therefore, that's why he, he's submitting that, that the not, the not uh, guilty plea. And uh, the main charge is that of murder? Yes. All right, and uh, and uh, the, the defense also uh, got an opportunity to to present their side of the story. And uh, really, it, it appeared that uh, they, they, they are starting quite uh, quite aggressively. Yes, um, Harry, uh, Harry Nell, who's a state prosecutor, puts that um, 
Oscar Pistorius did intentionally intend to fire those shots at Driver and Killer. And the first witness has been called up, Michelle Berger, who is uh, one of the residents and neighbors of Oscar Pistorius at his Silverwood State Home, um, who is uh, likely to testify that she heard arguments, um, you know, uh, moments before the shots were fired. So they are still gunning for the fact that he murdered uh, Riva in full knowledge that she could have died. All right, uh, and of course this trial has uh, already been likened to, to that of uh, O.J. Simpson in the United States some 20 years ago. Just uh, talk us through really uh, the, the courthouse, inside the court, courthouse itself, we'll be hearing about the ballistics, the forensic, and uh, all sorts of things. But right now, as things stand, just uh, paint the picture for us, please. Um, Bongi, the difference between um, O.J. Simpson and Oscar Pistorius is that O.J. Simpson denied killing his wife, Nicole. Um, outright, flatly denied it, whereas Oscar says he did fire the shot but didn't, but didn't um, intend to kill Reva. So that's where the difference is with those two comparisons. Inside the courtroom now, it's a full courtroom and there's an overflow courtroom where people are watching the proceedings. Some of the witnesses won't be shown live on TV um, in terms of their faces, but their audio will be heard. Um, in terms of the broadcast, so that's what the situation at the moment. There is a, a, a Pistorius family. His brother Carl is there. We, we had also June Stienkamp, the mother of uh, the, the late River, is there. But uh, earlier on, before the the, the 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 trial got underway, Oscar uh, walked in there quite early, around about uh, ten or, or so, or early, slightly earlier than that. And of course, uh, the, the Stienkamp family was there already. Just talk us through that moment, and if uh, Oscar is spending quite a bit of time really looking at them, or he's looking away from them and and focusing on his defense team. An interesting note is that Oscar Pistorius walked into the high court unnoticed. Um, the media had settled on a place where they thought he would arrive, but then he walked in quietly and evaded the media because he was inside a group of people walking in. So he, he, he understands the, the role of the media and strategizes how to make sure that he doesn't get the attention. Inside the courtroom, he's basically sat himself in the dark and looked down. He seems to have like some sort of office going on where he's writing down notes. He's got a laptop bag, and he's just making sure that he keeps focus within his space, and he hasn't looked around at um, Reva's family or even his family. Um, you can see Reva's mother that she's dabbing her eyes. She's a bit emotional, you know, um, for the first day of trial. All right, uh, Norma Bolane, thank you very much, uh, our reporter there uh, at uh, the Gauteng uh, High Court uh, in uh, Pretoria. That's where the, the trial of uh, Oscar Pistorius is underway. The state has called its uh, first witness, uh, I think it's uh, witness number 80, uh, Michelle Berger, uh, who is uh, currently giving testimony right now. Let's uh, take a listen to what's going on there. Introduces an overpitch straight delivery this time today. Um, I was preparing for work and my husband was upstairs uh, doing measurements because he thought that uh, he should have to increase our security because of the attack in the house. He had like not um, duidelijk maar my man was not boe bezig om opmetings te doen nie. Hy was op, maar bezig om opmetings te doen in the house. My apologies my lady. Um, my husband was not upstairs. Uh, he was up and was busy doing measurements in the house. Madam, before we continue, um, can you just uh, have a look at this file? <laughs> and if you have a file with you, you can open and check.
How do you refer to this file? Indeed, uh, my lady. How do you identify it? It's Exhibit F, my lady. It's photographs. I'll refer the witness to, to that. Just give us one minute. Thank you. So we'll try and bring you live events as they unfold at the North Gauteng High Court in Pretoria where the murder trial of Oscar Pistorius is underway. Right now, Michelle Berger is uh, uh, the first witness uh, that uh, has been brought forward by the defense, Gerinel, uh, calling him. So we'll try and dip in and just uh, give you an update as uh, we move along. This is SAFM 104 to 107. And, uh, of course, uh, this, uh, this trial, some are saying that has been likened to that of O.J. Simpson and uh, Noma Bulane making it clear that uh, O.J. OJ uh, said that uh, he did not kill his wife. Uh, but uh, Pistorius here has said yes I have but it's not a murder case really I didn't intentionally murder my wife so just some of the uh, of the issues that will be coming out and uh, it's to be interesting really just, just uh, to stay tuned and listen of course our justice system is under scrutiny here the entire world will be watching South Africa there will be comparisons I guess uh, to many justice systems in the world in the US for instance it's the jury that uh, this decides the fate of, uh, of an accused here at home, the presiding judge comes to a conclusion based on, of course, evidence led by both the state and uh, defense. Just uh, some of the things that uh, we'll be watching, and of course, we'll be looking at uh, what's happening outside the court, uh, the courtroom, North Gauteng High Court in Pretoria, in terms of uh, management of traffic, in terms of uh, the media houses that are there. We told about 80 uh, media houses allowed inside. There's about 40 local or at least African, and then uh, the, the rest of the world uh, is. Uh, makes up the, the, the rest of the number so it's 40-40 it's 12.30 right now and uh, it's time for the news headlines Utsile Sako Alright, uh, Utsile Sako is uh, not on the line let's uh, go now to Cape Town and say good afternoon to Shadow Trailer what's coming up on Otherwise this afternoon well, Bongi, did you know that more than 10 million South Africans visit a hair salon at least once a month, and two-thirds of these are women? So okay. the theme this week is hair, the long and short of it. And uh, we talked to a business owner, ex-teacher, Mangwane Chakela. Also talked to Maria McLaughlin, other straight answers for curly hair. And then uh, we talked to, uh, finally, about ethnic hair stylists how they get trained to get this person. But we also go to, to salons to have our hair done. I know, but it's two-thirds are women, so we won't talk about you much. <laughs> Just to get my head shaven nicely. I, I do go. And my, and my wife will ask me, are you going to get your hair done? I say, yes. <laughs> but you guys get your nails done as well, you know, these days. I mean, I don't know what's going on. Come on. <laughs> 
Thanks, Shadow. We'll see you. We'll see you between one and two this afternoon here on SFM. Otherwise, with Shadow Chala, let's go back to Utsile Sak with the news headlines. Thanks, Pongi. The headlines: the first state witness, Michelle Berger, is testifying in the Oscar Pistorius murder case in the North Houting High Court in Pretoria. Earlier, Pistorius pleaded not guilty to a charge of murder and two charges of unlawfully discharging a firearm in a built-up area. He also pleaded not guilty to a charge of the unlawful possession of ammunition. Taxi organisation. Across the country have made a commitment to safely transport voters to voting polls on election day. This emerged during a meeting with President Jacob Zuma held with representatives of taxi organizations in Johannesburg earlier today. And Russia has tightened its military control over Ukraine's Crimea region. This comes despite mounting diplomatic pressure for it to end its intervention. Details at one. Naturally, one is torn really between uh, watching the, the developments at the North Houting High Court in Pretoria. But I guess you'll keep us updated with uh, what's going on down in Cape Town. It's the third and final test between South Africa and uh, Australia, and it's a must win for us. But it looks oh difficult. It's certainly very difficult at the moment. There's no doubt about it, Bongi. Right now, South Africa struggling as well. They've lost four wickets already. They have 127 runs on the board. Their run rate is not bad. It's four to the over. That won't be worried about that. It's the wickets column that they'll worry about. And already they've lost the wickets of Graham Smith, uh, Dean Algar, and Alvira Peterson, as well as Hashimamla. Hashimamla was bowled by Harris for 32, while Alvira Peterson made 53 from just 62 balls, hit eight fours, was caught by Brad Haddon off the bowling of Mitchell Johnson. Dean Algar also caught by Haddon off the bowling of Pattinson this time made 11 from 19 with 1-4 while Graham Smith was also caught by the keeper Haddon this time off the bowling of Harris he was the first wicket to fall when the score was just 7 and he made 5 from 19 deliveries it's now lunchtime on day 3 and South Africa are 127 for 4 which means they trail by still 367 runs after Australia declared their innings on 494 for 7 overnight Natalie Jumanis for SAFM Sports it's a uh, 27 minutes to one. This is Midday Live, SFM 104 to 107. Let's uh, go back now to the uh, North Gauteng High Court where the murder trial of Oscar Pistorius is underway. Uh, Michelle Berger is the state's uh, witness right now describing where she lives uh, in the in the estate where uh, this uh, incident happened in uh, February. I just want to go back to the screen you've heard. Um, did that have any effect on you? Yeah, it was a dramatic geweest. The angst was bloedstollende gillig geweest. Ek het dis die type ding wat jou koud laat. Jy kan dit nie oordra aan iemand nie. Dit was verskrikkelijk. Very traumatic for me. You could hear that it was blood curdling screams and it leaves you cold. You can't translate it in work. The the anxiousness in her voice and fear. Right, uh, we'll keep uh, trying to establish that line. Michelle Berger is the state's witness uh, in the Oscar Pistorius murder trial that is underway in the North Houting High Court in Pretoria. And, uh, of course, uh, let's, uh, let's uh, go back a little bit and just uh, hear some more of the testimony. Uh, I thought it was a housebreaking. We thought, my husband and I thought uh, that someone was attacked 
in the house in uh, the and what did you do madam Ik het my werk toe gegaan soos enige ander dag. Ek het toe ook 'n vriendin gebel op padwerk toe. I went to work like with any other day and I also called a friend on my way to work. Yes. my vriendins kind is in die Silverwoods kleterskool so ek het al gebel om wat te vraag, kan sy asjeblief uitvind wat het gebeur en ek het al die story vertel my friend's child is in the Silverwoods uh, nursery school and I asked her if it's possible if she could find out what happened and you also said you told her the story Is reg, eerder, ek het vir die story vertel. That is correct, I told her the story. What story did you tell her? Don't repeat the story, but what story did you tell her? Eerder, ek het al vertel van die vrou se verskrikkelike gille en die skote. My lady, I told her about uh, the women's terrible screams and the, the gunshots that I heard. Eerder, ek het vir haar gevraag hoe hoor of iemand dood is en wat het gebeur. I asked her, I want to... Uh, find out if someone uh, died It's uh, 23 minutes uh, to 1. This is Midday Live, SFM 104 to 107. Uh, just uh, trying to give you as much as we possibly can uh, from the proceedings of uh, the Oscar Pistorius uh, uh, murder trial that is underway in the Gauteng, uh, North Gauteng High Court in uh, Pretoria. And uh, shortly we'll be going to London where the High Court there uh, today is hearing the latest application from Shriyo and Diwani uh, to halt his uh, extradition. So we'll be uh, going back uh, to uh, that story in a short while. But for now, let's go back to the North Gauteng High Court and get a sense of uh, what is going on there. All right, that line uh, really is uh, giving us uh, uh, problems there. So we'll try and see if we can't uh, get it back and uh, bring you uh, live events as they happen uh, there. Uh, in uh, Pretoria. For now, government has uh, congratulated South African scientists for their latest findings in HIV-AIDS research. Scientists from the National Institute for Communicable Disease have found how a woman's body responded to her HIV infection by making potent antibodies because they are able to kill multiple strains of HIV. For more on this now, we're joined on the line by uh, Professor Salim, uh, head of uh, the Center for AIDS Program uh, of Research in South Africa and in fact it's uh, Dr. Abdul Karim. Dr. Abdul Karim, good afternoon to you. A very good afternoon to you. T- tell us more about uh, the, 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 the latest research and the findings. Sure, so uh, late last night the journal Nature released our research results where we describe from a rural woman with HIV infection from KwaZulu-Natal how her body was able to make a very powerful antibody that can kill HIV. This woman has been attending the Caprisa Clinic and has been part of the Caprisa study and is referred to as Caprisa Participant 256 or CAP 256. 
that 256 has a very unusual antibody in that because the virus has this very large shield of sugar on the covering, her antibody has these long arms or long proteins that go through that shield and are able to kill HIV. And that's what we've described in this paper. All right, so how long have you been following this woman? How long has she been on the Caprisa program? So the Caprisa study has been underway now for just over 11 years. She became infected about close to four years ago, and she has been in follow-up all of that time. These antibodies are, uh, are able to neutralize HIV from a very wide spectrum. So in other words, they can kill HIV it's from you know Zimbabwe, Kenya, U.S., Canada, Australia, everywhere. But unfortunately, because of the way in which it emerges in the body, it is actually of not much help to her. So although it's a not of direct benefit to her, this discovery about her antibodies has the potential to be of assistance to everybody else. Mm. Okay, I, I, I'm. I don't understand this part quite clearly, but I'm going to ask it anyway, and, and I hope that you, you'll clarify it. Broadly, neutralizing antibodies have some unusual features. The outer covering or envelope of HIV has a coating of sugars that prevent antibodies from reaching the surface of neut- uh, uh, to neutralize the virus in, in this patient. T- t- talk us th- through that uh, and help okay. us understand that. Sure. So HIV is able to evade the body's immune response. So just think about it. Any time the body, body encounters a virus or a bacterium, the body is able to respond. It responds with these different cells. It responds with these antibodies. They're like soldiers in the body. In HIV, it is able to evade, to bypass these soldiers. It's able to hide from these soldiers. And the way it does so, it sort of has a camouflage. And this camouflage, or like the shield that hides it, is the shield of sugar. So this, because there's a sugar, the, the body is not able to identify, actually under the sugar there's this foreign virus. In this particular woman, her body was able to overcome that problem. Her body was able to produce uh, soldiers with these long arms that could reach through the shield and get to the protein and get to the actual virus. And that's what's unusual. Mm. Okay, so how do you apply uh, uh, this uh, this uh, uh, scientific finding then? Do you do you inject a woman? Do you do you, is it a, is it a gel? How does it work? Okay, so right now what we've been able to do is we've been able to find these rare cells in her blood that make these antibodies. We took that cell and we cloned it. We took its DNA and we copied it. In copying it in the laboratory, we're now manufacturing her uh, a copy of her antibody. So we're not working with her actual antibodies anymore. We're working with a laboratory-developed uh, version. So we've made a few milligrams of this antibody. And the next step is to manufacture enough of this antibody to take it into animal studies, to put it into monkeys, and to see if it can prevent HIV infection in these monkeys. And how long is that process? 
So it's going to take us about another four to six months to make enough quantity of it, another year to undertake the monkey studies. We're probably looking at about 18 to 24 months from now that we will have enough information to make a decision as to whether we're ready to proceed to human studies. All right, uh, Dr. Abdul Karim will be talking to you some more about this and get some clarity, really, and uh, we'll try and make enough time for you to uh, unpack uh, this uh, uh, latest finding really in the area of HIV AIDS research. Quite a, quite an important finding that uh, by Caprisa, which is the Center for the AIDS Program of Research in South Africa. It's uh, 15 minutes now to the hour of uh, one. As the trial of uh, Paralympian Oscar Pistorius begins in Pretoria, those who knew and loved her girlfriend, Riva Steenkamp, are still saddened by her untimely death. We'll hear from uh, Abongele Dumago reporting from Port Elizabeth, just uh, telling us that River was uh, making her mark as a model. But for now, let's go back to the uh, North Gauteng High Court in Pretoria. The police was there and they talked to us and then they informed us that Captain Mike van Aert uh, will come to get the statement from us. And did that happen? Yes, it was was so. Captain van Aert had come and I Eerst was hij het hij geconsulteerd met mijn man apart. Hij heeft verklaring afgeleid en toen later met mij. That is correct. Uh, Captain Van Oort was there. He firstly consulted with my husband separately and uh, took the statement and then consulted with me. Madam, there will be other witnesses in this matter. Uh, the Stip family. <coughs> Did you know them before this incident? Yes, I had known them I did not know them at all. I first met them about a week or two ago. It was when I visited the court just to see how the court looked. There also be uh, the witnesses um, the Mervis. I have never met them. I saw them the first time this morning. My lady, it's 10 to 1. May I inconvenience support and ask that we take an early lunch? Yes. Be back at 10 to 2. And I just want to go through the notes. I'm sure I'm done. I just want to go through the notes and then we can proceed from there, my lady. Yes, thank you very much. There's no objection to this <coughs> request? I don't think it will help me, my lady, but no, thank you. Okay. 
Michelle Berger is uh, the state's first witness uh, that has been uh, called upon right now at uh, the murder trial of uh, Oscar Pistorius uh, that is uh, currently underway at the North Gauteng High Court in Pretoria. It's the first day today and uh, of course uh, there were three charges that were put forward for at least and, uh, and uh, in that uh, indictment by the state and uh, Oscar Pistorius uh, pleading not guilty to all four of them. It's uh, 13 minutes uh, to 1. This is a midday live on SAFM 104 to 107. With that, then, we bring you your lunchtime market updates. Today's JSE report is brought to you by Telcom Business. Convergence. One solution, one service provider. Telcom Business. Sudhir Singh of Sasfin Securities is on the line for us. Good afternoon to you, Sudhir. Good afternoon, Bongi. How are the markets looking this Monday? Well, uh, global markets have taken a knock this morning with the dollar and yen rising as investors uh, flee to the safe haven assets after tensions continue to rise in the Ukraine. On top of this, China's manufacturing numbers declined for a third straight month, raising further concerns about the world's second largest economy. Over on Wall Street, uh, stocks are set to open uh, lower later on this afternoon, and this is in line with its peers as the U.S. stock futures come under pressure. On the local front, after hitting record after record last week, the JSE has pulled back uh, as investors move out of their apparent riskier markets on the back of rising fears uh, over the situation in U- the Ukraine, as mentioned earlier. However, locally, uh, we do have a string of results this week to keep us busy, from the likes of uh, First Rand, Standard Bank, Old Mutual, and MTN. What will be inter- interesting to focus on is MTN's comments on government's intention to force mobile networks to lower charges when phoning from one network to another another, which will uh, have a big impact on their earnings. Uh, if we just take a look at uh, the local indices, uh, we've got the gold index, which is up uh, 3.7%. Resource 10 index is down 0.7%. Industrial 25 index is down 0.7%. The financial index is down 0.6%. And overall, the market is down 307 points, or 0.6% to 47,022. So, dear, any big movers today? On the upside, we do have a few. Uh, Harmony is up uh, 4% at uh, 36 rands and 10 cents. ShopRite is up almost a percent at 142 rands and 10 cents. Sassel is up almost half a percent at 547 rands and 80 cents. And we have uh, First Rand, which is up uh, just uh, around 0.2% at 34 rands and 20 cents. And on the downside, we have Aspen, which is uh, down 2% at 253 rands and 30 cents. Woolworths is down almost 2% at 62 rands and 70 cents. PPC is down just over one and a half percent to 28 rands and 90 cents. And lastly, we have Netcare, which is down almost one percent uh, at 22 rands and 40 cents. And your latest market indicators? We currently have gold, which is trading at one thousand three hundred and forty-three dollars and eighty cents an ounce. Platinum is at one thousand four hundred and fifty-one dollars an ounce. Brent crude is at one hundred and eleven dollars per barrel. And finally, we have the rand, which is trading at ten rand eighty cents to the dollar, eighteen rand to the pound, and fourteen rand eighty cents to the euro. That's it from me, Bongi. Thank you very much to Sudhir Singh of Sasfin Securities. This feature was brought to you by Telcom Business. Talk to Telcom Business about getting you on the journey to convergence with a tailor-made solution. Telcom Business. Marilyn, I need a non-automated, hand-operated ink dispenser for the objective of on-paper documentation. A pen, sir? Yes. 
That's the word I was looking for. Using several words when one will get the job done doesn't make sense. Neither does using several providers when you can get voice, mobile, fixed, data, cloud, and IT from one service provider. Call 10217, click telcom.co.za forward slash business, or visit a Telcom Direct store and get a tailor-made solution. Convergence. One solution, one service provider. Telcom Business. You could win one of 20 10,000 Rand shopping vouchers if you pay for or renew your TV license at any of the 10,000 outlets nationwide between 14 February and 31 March 2014. T's and apply. Visit tvlic.co.za for more information. TV licenses. Pay yours. Make a difference. We go to the UK now where the High Court in London will today hear the latest application from Shrian Diwani to halt his extradition. The 33-year-old is accused of murdering his wife Annie while on their honeymoon in Cape Town, South Africa in November 2010. He's now trying to take his case to the UK Supreme Court. From on this now, we're joined on the line by our correspondent in London, Dan Whitehead. Dan, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Has uh, this matter gotten underway in the London High Court? Uh, no, it is not due to start until 2.30 uh, British time, so uh, 4.30 your time. Um, we are not expecting Shri Dewani to be in court. It will be his legal team representing him. Um, and as you mentioned there, what they are trying to do in this uh, the latest legal battle for Mr Dewani is to um, cancel this uh, deal which has been struck between the High Court and the South African government to uh, extradite him to South Africa and get this appealed to the uh, UK's highest court, the Supreme Court. Mm. And uh, Dan, maybe help us understand how did this matter get to this point? At least to the well, High Court. We've had a long, yeah, absolutely. We've had a long uh, line of, um, of appeals from Shireen Diwani. Um, all the time, his legal team has um, claimed that he is unfit to plead uh, in any potential of a trial in uh, South Africa. He is suffering from depression and post-traumatic stress disorder, and he's uh, continuing to receive treatment at a clinic in the west of England. And the specific points which they are uh, unhappy about at the High Court um, is relating to the deal which was agreed back in January, uh, where the um, the High Court agreed with the South African government that if Mr. Dewani continued to be unfit to plead for a certain amount of time, then he would be sent back to the UK. Uh, they claim there is grey area around how just how long that will be, uh, and also on top of that, the continuing reasons that he um, should not they claim he should not be extradited because he is um, too unwell to to put a, a plead in for a potential trial. So what they are doing now is uh, trying to get this appeal sent to the Supreme Court. The judges at the High Court today uh, have three options. Uh, They can agree uh, that it should be heard at the Supreme Court, and they can transfer the case to the court themselves, the judges. They can say uh, that, yes, there is a point to be heard here, but not a big enough point that the judges themselves will uh, transfer the case to the Supreme Court. Mr. Dewani's legal team will have to do that themselves. Or the third option is that they will say, no, this is, uh, there is no argument here, there is no point of law to be discussed, uh, and extradition is back on the cards. The only option left for Mr. Dewani then is to go to the European Court of Human Rights. And that uh, the European Court can do what? 
The European Court of Human Rights, the main thing which Mr. Dewani will be, uh, if, it, if it gets to that stage, and that is the, the next step, is he will be um, applying for what's called interim relief uh, from the European Court. What that does is instantly halts uh, Mr. Dewani's extradition uh, before the European Court fully investigates whether or not his human rights are being breached by sending him to South Africa. Um, now, if that happens... The average investigation led to something like this, and the legal experts have told me is sure. around five to seven years. Okay. So it could, we could be looking potentially at another five to seven years of argument if it goes to the European Court of Human Rights. Okay. However, if the judges say today uh, no, then he could be on a plane soon. Thank you very much, Dan Whitehead, our correspondent in London. Create is proudly presented by Business and Arts South Africa, bringing the business of the arts and the art of business together. Over the past few months, workshops, exhibitions and rehearsals have been held in five provinces across the country, this under the auspices of the Kassart Exhibition, which was established by Ekoroleni's Katlohong-based Lucky Dance Theatre. Lucky Dance Theatre was founded as an opportunity for skills development and job creation amongst the youth in Katlohong. This, as founder and artistic director Lucky Kele and board member Tabiso Mofakeng explain. The company was initiated with the aim of developing young ones in the township and then using this company as a vehicle to empower them in skills development and then in educational materials and stuff, you know. So then what we did that we saw that in our township we lack of role models, but we kind of like wanted to change that mentality to introduce them in dance industry, just to give them the idea and the light to say, okay, if maybe guys we can join in dance industry, there is a light, there is a brighter future for you. And also it's more about like identifying and shaping their talent as well. What makes us to keep on going. I think the passion that we have for the arts uh, generally and also to create employment for the young youth because now in the country everybody's concentrating on creating jobs in the other industries but now we have neglected the arts so uh, Lucky Dance Theatre so this is an opportunity to create employment for ourselves and also for the young artists. According to Timbele Slatwaya, the chief coordinator of Kassart Exhibition, the project aims to foster multidisciplinary collaborations and also to address social ills in various communities. It does this by creating dialogues between the artists and the community. The concept of Kassart Exhibition is to fuse the visual arts and the performing arts to create a new uh, language within the art industry itself. So the objectives of this project Firstly, is to equip artists with basics of all these changes that are targeted in this project. And then the second one is to create a platform whereby the artist and the audience can be able to interact. How we do it, we normally identify a subject because when we work, we work with uh, communities. They go and research for their social illness that affect their communities. Then we select the one that are mostly, you know, affecting them. Then let's say, for example, you take drugs. Then the poet would try to put that in a poet. Then the dancer will interpret it through movements. And then the visual artist will paint it in the picture. Then the percussionists are complementing the whole artwork. So that's a process of cast art exhibition. The project will culminate in a grand finale exhibition, which will be showcased to the public in July at the dance space in Newtown. We're having a grand finale. And from the places that we went to, in all the provinces, we have seven centers. So we have seven artists, and then they're going to do a production called Double Exit. That's a 
combination of everything that we have discovered, the problems, the solution, and the skills they've learned, they'll be coming together to come up with that production called Double Exit. As part of the project, a cultural exchange and workshops were held over the past three weeks with the New York-based Mari Mead Dance Collective, the MMDC. Dancer Alison Beeler and Brianna Gribble, the Associate Artistic Director, says that challenges for artists are very similar in both countries. There were a lot of things that were similar, finding money to be able to put a piece onto the stage, to find space, to find funders, people that are interested to get people to come to your shows. Like some of that stuff was pretty similar, but then when we started getting into the nitty-gritty of it, like the way our government is able to fund us and the resources available, from what I understand it seems to be we have a little bit more available to us as compared to our friends here. We talked a lot about how education early on in the arts is a big proponent to not only fostering artists of the future, but also fostering the audiences of arts and how important that is. That's Alison Beeler and Brianna Gribble of the New York-based Mari Mead Dance Collective. I'm Michelle Constant. This feature was produced by Monique Stunder, and you can email me on create at barsa.co.za. Create, proudly brought to you by Business and Arts South Africa, creating new opportunities for business arts partnerships. Email create at barsa.co.za. That's your midday live this Monday, 1 o'clock, and it's time for the news.